Matthew 5 and 6. We're starting a new message series entitled this evening, Hunger and Thirst. Hunger and Thirst will be the message series for all of the month of July. I'm excited to share this message with you. I believe that this is where God will have his people to be at. We have to be in a place where we are passionate, passionate about God, that our desire is only for God and for the things of God. You must be hungry and thirsting after God and after the things of God. So this is our theme verse for this evening. Our theme verse for this whole message series will be Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. And it entitles, and it says like this, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I want us to read this all together as one. We're going to read this all together as one. You ready? One, two, three, say, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Let's read it one more time together and read it like you got some sense. So, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Say, I will be filled when I hunger and thirst after righteousness. So, we're starting this series, Hunger and Thirst. And I believe, ladies and gentlemen, we must understand this is that a lot of us hunger and thirst after a lot of things. There's two questions I want you to see here that I want you to think about as we go through this series. There's two questions that you need to that you need to ask yourself that you really need to spend time to really depend. And, And the first thing is, who are you hungering and thirsting after? You need to ask yourself, who are you hungering and thirsting after? (laughs) I have a joke for that. So many people are thirsty for the wrong things and the wrong people. And so what they do is set up thirst traps so they can attach a certain, (laughs) so they can attract a certain attention. Number two, what are you hungering and thirsting for? So there's an object of your hunger and thirst, and then there's something that you there's something that you are expecting to come out of it. What are you hungering and thirsting after? Many believers today, I would say that God is not only their only thing that we are really desiring for. For some of you in this room, you hunger for many other things that are outside of God. You hunger for success. Nothing wrong with it. You hunger for accolades and achievement. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you begin to have that as your sole desire and your sole passion, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what you do, no matter what you achieve, it will still not satisfy your need. Hunger and Thirst series is pretty much saying to us and what we'll be impacting for the next few weeks is showing you that if you're really going to live a fulfilled and full life, your desire, your hunger, and your thirst solely must be rooted in God. Because if you're so concerned about so many other things other than God, let me tell you something now. You will not live in the peace of God that you should be living in. Because no matter what you do, no matter how far you try to go, you still will not feel fulfilled. Where 
Where is fulfillment found? Fulfillment is found in God. So that's why so many of us, we try to find fulfillment in our work. We try to find fulfillment in our schooling and how many degrees you have. You try to find fulfillment and who eye candy you have on the side of you. You try to find fulfillment and all of these things and you still end up not satisfied. Hallelujah. You want to know what's going to quench your thirsty soul? It's Jesus. You want to know what's going to quench your hunger? It's Jesus. He's the one who satisfies. You have to get, you and I have to get to a place in our lives where Jesus is the only thing that satisfies. Where Jesus is the only one that gives us the fulfillment that we are looking for. Because if you are so interested in everything else and everybody else, you're going to still live not fulfilled. And you know what everybody is settling for? You settling in, oh my God, you and I are settling for a momentary fix when God is a long-lasting. You settling for stuff that can give you a momentary a momentary hunger. See, it's like this. I'm really hungry for something. But you know there is certain places that you can eat at and you know you'd be good for the rest of the day. Like if I eat this particular type of food, I know I will be good for the rest of the day. But yet we, what we do is we settle for appetites. The little junk food. We selling for the junk. It, I mean, it's so comfortable. It's so convenient. Come on, everybody in the room is guilty. We settle for it. It's good. We don't like, we don't like eating clean. I know I don't. I'm just telling you the truth. But you know what? Instead of you eating clean and having a healthy, balanced diet, where you're living, where you're living in such a way that you have energy. Oh, my God, that you have stamina. Oh, my God, and that you're not lacking for anything, that your health is all intact. But when we settle for things that are not a balanced, healthy diet, you put, oh, my God, you put yourself up for diabetes. You put yourself up for high blood pressure, and you have all of this stuff going on with your body that's now being affected because you haven't settled and ate the right things. Hallelujah. There comes a time, ladies and gentlemen, where you have to begin to put aside those things and begin to eat the things that are going to give you the nourishment that you need, the fulfillment that you need. Hallelujah tonight. What are you and who are you hungering and thirsting after? This is a very crucial point. These are two questions in your meditation and your devotional time, you need to ask yourself. And you need to be honest. If you feel like I'm, 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 I'm hungering and thirsting and I'm, I'm craving for success, it's nothing wrong with being successful. It all has to be put in its right perspective place. Come on. There's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with wanting to drive a nice car. It's nothing wrong with having money. 
It's nothing wrong with it. You have to put it in its prospective place. Because no matter how much money you will make, you still will not be satisfied. Let me tell you something. Natural things do not solve a supernatural need. Are you hearing me tonight? Your natural remedy will not solve a supernatural need. What you think you can medicate yourself with that is a supernatural problem with natural things, you are going to fail every time. Does not work like that. It does not work like that. You, have, you and I have to make our decision to say who is the object of our hunger. It cannot be, it cannot be certain. That you have to understand Jesus has to be an object. Oh, I just want to put Jesus as the first in my life. He's first. No, you need to have him as the center. It don't matter about him being first. You need to put him at the center. He's the very base of everything that you build on. He's the base. And guess what? If you're not building on him, you don't got a solid foundation. You have no foundation. So when life comes at you, you are going to float away. Because you don't got no foundation. Your foundation's all together messed up. So let a little rain come and let rain of life come in and hit you. Let a flood come. What you going to do? You don't got a foundation. Guess what? You don't got no insurance because <laughs> you don't got no flood insurance. You done. Let a hurricane hit. Earthquake hit. You don't have a foundation. It's over. What do you have to depend on? What do you have to lean on? You don't have anything because you don't have a foundation. Before you build anything, you need to make sure the foundation's first, clear first. You got to clear out, make sure everything is good with the foundation before you do anything. And then you're wondering why you're not getting certain things because your foundation ain't solid yet. You want a relationship, your foundation ain't solid. You want more money, your foundation ain't solid. You don't even know what to do with the $20 you have. Foundation not solid. Oh, I want to be this big business owner. You can't even took the time together to create a business plan. Your foundation's not solid, ma'am. What are you doing? The reality is what I'm telling us tonight. We have to focus on what, our, what the objective and who are we longing after. Because that will determine your satisfaction. It will determine your fulfillment. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put it this way. Here in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Jesus is speaking uh, what we call, it is the Sermon on the Mount, one of the best messages ever. Uh, 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 it is it, the exegesis, the, 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 the parables. Everything on the Sermon on the Mount was so amazing, this message. And matter of fact, we know the Sermon on the Mount as the Beatitudes. Matter of fact, these Beatitudes is really the characteristics of a kingdom citizen. These are attributes of one who is supposed to be of the kingdom. So an attribute of one who is of the kingdom, that's why it all starts off as blessed. 
Because one who is in the kingdom of God, the word blessed is also meaning happy. So happy is the one. Blessed is the one. So let's put it this way. If I'm a kingdom citizen and I'm in and, I, and I've given my life to Christ and I've been adopted in the kingdom, that means I'm blessed. So blessed is the one. That's why it starts off saying blessed, because that is an attribute. That is a right of a kingdom citizen that you are blessed. Say, I am blessed. Say, I am blessed. Say it like you mean it. I'm blessed. I am blessed. Listen to me. So he says, so he says, blessed are, are, are those who hunger and thirst. So let's put it like this. Uh, let me give you the definitions for hunger and thirst in the Greek. Let me show you what it means. The, 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 the Greek word for hunger is pan, uh, paneo. It's paneo. It means to seek with, uh, uh, to seek with eager desire. To seek with eager desire. So it is a eagerness. Hallelujah. So really what the scripture is saying, so happy is the one who eagerly. So someone who's eager, who has an eager desire. So, so blessed, happy is the one who's eager desire. So then thirst, this is the Greek word uh, dipsio. Dipsio. Dipsio is the Greek word for thirst. And it says eagerly long for those things by which the soul is refreshed. Oh, my God. All of this is talking about your soul. So my hunger is an eager desire. And the thirst that I have is a refreshing of my soul. When you drink water after your mouth has been parched. Lord knows it's been so hot out there when I drunk water. Came in here. Oh, I felt so refreshed. It is nothing like a good cold glass of water Amen. in the summertime Amen. with heat like this. Amen. And doesn't your soul feel refreshed? Yeah. Yeah. When your mouth is dry and you need some water, it feels good. Amen. You don't even take, to, you just, you drink it down all at once. It's a real struggle out here. And so here it is. You know, you got a lot of people living dry. So you have people who supposed to be in the kingdom living dry. Oh, man. Are you hearing me? So they're, they're, they're living dry because which the soul is refreshed, supported, and strengthened. So guess what? The, the, the one who has an eager desire and has this thirst of wanting their soul to be refreshed and supported and strengthened here, that is the one who is blessed. That is the one who's blessed. So I, I, I thirst, I thirst, I thirst. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus was on the cross and he said, I thirst. Now it was a part of, it was a part of prophecy being fulfilled. They brought vinegar to his mouth. But what was he, it wasn't just not in the physical sense of him being thirsty. It was a spiritually, it was a spiritual longing to be with his father. Ladies and gentlemen, he is in the middle of being crucified and yet he's between two thieves, blood, lost blood, all of that. And he says, I thirst. And so he has this inner longing. Within, 
to be with his father because in this moment on the cross, there's separation. Ah, man, listen to me. You cannot, you got to get to such a place in God that separation, it gives, makes you uneasy. While nothing can separate you from the love of God, sometimes we separate ourselves. Not because God hasn't, not because God stopped loving us. That's because you're so caught up in your own mess and you don't want, you don't think God loves you. And every time you mess up, you try to go to the wayside and separate yourself from God. And when that's not the moment you need to separate, separate yourself from God, you need to come running to him actually. So your soul can be replenished. The Bible says repent, therefore, so that in the time of refreshing, so when you repent of your sin, God begins to refresh your soul. You got to get to a place in God where you long for his presence and you want nothing more than his presence. thirsting after God's soul. You want to know why you're not seeing the supernatural happen the way it needs to happen in your life? Because you, your, your level, your level, your, 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 your level of, of desire is low. And because your level of desire is low, you don't expect anything. Your level of desire is low, therefore you don't expect anything. And with not expecting anything, you get nothing. It's that simple. The reality of what I'm telling us, to ladies and gentlemen, is this evening, you need to have a desire. Your desire level needs to be, you need to raise up your desire level for God. And the things of God, where God's, where the things that he has set for your hands to do, you become so focused and concentrated on that. Because guess what? You so concentrated on everything else. But if you really set your mind on him, guess what? All these other things will follow. There's Bible. You want it? Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Don't worry about what you should eat or drink and all that good old stuff. Don't worry about that. You, those needs to be taken care of. All you need to do is seek first the kingdom of God. However, you seeking, you seeking, you seeking a boo thing. You seeking all these other stuff. What you need to do is seek God. And all of those other things shall be added unto you. I'm really seeking money. I'm seeking other than I'm not. Listen, it's nothing wrong with working hard, but if you seek first the kingdom of God, have the right mentality about what money does. Money is a good servant. It's a bad master. Money is a good servant. It's a bad master. You want money to serve you, not you becoming a servant of it. That's what you need to do. But if you so concentrated of that, that is being your goal. No matter how much dollars you get, no matter how much coins you make, you will still feel unfulfilled. You know what's so funny? A lot of people get the very thing that they hope for, and then once they get it, they feel no satisfaction. That's a danger. You get it, and it's like, huh. This is not what I thought it would be. <laughs> ah, you got it and you thought, oh, I would be so fulfilled with this. And yet you finally get it. You praise God and like, wait a second. 
This is not what I thought it was. I, I thought it would be better than this. I, I, I thought because your perspective was in the wrong place. <laughs> Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Listen here. Jesus in this beatitude gives us what our objective should be. The first thing you have to understand that every believer, every believer should eagerly desire God. Psalm 63. Psalm 63 verse 1 says, Oh God, you are my God. I'm going to deal with this more in detail as weeks go. Early will I seek you. So who does he say? David said, Oh God, you are who? My God. Here's the deal. When you're praying, you need to make it personal. When you're praying, you need to become personal with God. Oh, God, you are my God. He's your God, isn't he? You're giving your life to him, right? Make it personal. Oh, God, you are my God. Early will I do what? Seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. This man, David, is in the process of saying, you, oh God, you are my God. I will seek you. Did he say, I'll seek anybody else? I'm seeking to reign a kingdom? No. He said, I will seek you. So here's the deal. Who should be the object of your seek? It should be God. If you are so concentrated on everything else, what am I trying? I'm trying to get this through to all of our heads tonight. The reason why I want to get this through to all of your heads tonight, because when success comes, you have a good perspective. You have a right perspective on the success because you have a solid foundation. Hear me tonight. When God leads you to where he's taking you to, this is a summer to remember. The reason why I'm so personally up on you like this tonight is because I want to get it through your skull that God should be the object of who we seek after. And your soul should long to be with him. Oh, man. It's nothing wrong with having a significant other. But let me tell you something. If you replace her or him, with where God's supposed to be, you might as well, you already might as well get ready for a quick breakup because it's about to be over. God's a jealous God. God is a jealous God. God loves you so much, he's jealous about you. Why are you spending all this time with everything else and you don't even spend no, not, not one time with me? But God, I'm just so busy. Well, when it comes down to blessing you, I ain't that busy. Listen, I'm, I'm not present. I got so many kids in my kingdom, and yet I'm still concerned about you. I, I tell you, we get so, see, here's the thing. We get so caught up with God, like, oh, God, I don't got enough time for you. This man runs the whole entire universe, and you talk about the little things that you got going on. You don't do that much. <laughs> you ain't that important. God, I'm doing this. I'm going to school. I'm doing this. So if you've got time to scroll on social media, right, don't you got time to talk to me? 
if you got time to gossip on the phone, don't you got don't you think you got time to talk to me? <laughs> if you can go out. If you're that busy. Don't you think you got time to come and hang out with me at church? God, I don't know if I can do the 5 p.m. Well, what do you do early in the morning? <laughs> oh, I got brunch. That's what Princeton said, brunch. <laughs> what are you doing? Can we just talk? I'm just saying, like, can we be honest with ourselves? Oh, I'm so busy. What are you doing? Oh, so, 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 so don't you drive to work or don't you take the train? What are you doing then? <laughs> but you don't, you don't have time. That shows you you don't have him as a priority. But yet, at the same time, you want something from him. But you don't got the time. Oh, I got a schedule, Lord. The last time I checked, the scripture says, God, the God of Israel neither slumbers nor does he sleep. So he doesn't sleep while you're asleep. While you're asleep, he's not asleep. And he's looking at and watching over everything. And you hear and watching over you while you sleep and allows you to wake up in the morning. But yet you can't give him no thanks for saying, God, thank you for waking me up this morning. So what do you do before you go to the bathroom? Checking your emails? Checking what nearest sale didn't just hit your email? You want to know why? You want to know why certain things are not happening in your life? That very reason. No time. You ain't spending no time. Not spending no time. Let's go to the next one, Daniel. Every believer, another thing, every believer should, should, every believer pursuit should be after righteousness. Listen to me. That means after being in, righteousness means to be in right standing with God. Not saying grace puts you in right standing with God, but your desire should be one of righteousness and holiness, doing what is right in the eyes of God. Are you hearing me tonight? Doing what is right, and that, that should be my pursuit. My pursuit should be doing what is right according to God's standard. That is what integrity is. Integrity, integrity and true integrity is rooted in what God says is right and wrong. And you judge it based upon that. If you are a kingdom citizen, your kingdom identity is based upon what God says you are and based upon what he deems as being right and what's, wrong, and what's wrong. And so you have to judge your integrity based upon what God says is right and what's wrong. There's two systems. There's a world system and then there's a God system. God's system is one of the kingdom. You are a kingdom citizen. You are a kingdom son and daughter of the king, the most high God. Matter of fact, say it after me. I am a kingdom citizen. I am a son or daughter of the most high God. That's who you are. 
You are not an orphan. So why are you living as one? You're not an orphan in God's eyes. You are his. Say, I am his. The reality is every believer's pursuit should be after doing what is right. And guess what? Every believer's pursuit should not only be in with righteousness, but also with living with holiness. Set apart for God. So that's the way I'm pursuing holiness and righteousness. For the kingdom of God is one of righteousness and holiness. Righteousness and holiness. We don't want to talk about it because we don't want to offend anybody. The reality is holiness, ladies and gentlemen, is based upon living a set-apart life for God. Holiness has nothing to do with your physical image. You're being transformed as you go. Listen, you are constantly transforming until the day God calls you up out of here. You are not, listen, you don't got it. You and I will never have it all together. But guess what? You and I should be growing. Let's put it that way. You won't have it all together, but you should be growing. You should not be in the same place that you were today that you'll be next year. There should be some growth in your prayer life. There should be some growth with your walk with Christ. There should be a coming a time where you do less cussing and more. There comes a time. See, here's the deal. If you really about the life of Christ, you should be transforming. So when people see you this time next year, you don't look the same. Matter of fact, we don't even got to go that far. They see me the next couple of weeks. I should be allowing the word to do the work in my life. It doesn't make sense to come to church, hear a word, and don't even apply it. So pretty much all you did was come here for a nice little good old time. Oh, the music was great. You hear a little lecture and do nothing. And guess what? You get nothing. I hate to be this way, but the reality is, if you're really going to go somewhere in Christ, you got to apply the word of God to your life. No application, then you will get no revelation. No application, no revelation. No application, no fulfillment. You want to be fulfilled? Apply the word. So if the message today is I need to long and put some time aside for God, why don't you, after tonight, say, I need to spend the, the time in the morning, uh, okay, five minutes. Lord, thank you, for this, thank you for this day. Put it to use. We don't prepare messages every week for your health. It's for you to take it and do something with it. What do you think this is? I'll use my own messages for my own self. When I stand up here and preach, yeah, I'm preaching to you, but if you walk out and don't get anything, I'm still going to be blessed because I'm applying it to my own life. Do what you want to do. But when you see, oh, my pastor's got this and got that, you can have it too. That's because I apply the word. I believe that the Bible is true. I can have what it says I can have and do what it says I can do. So if the Bible says I can be prosperous, guess what? I'm going to believe it. 
If the Bible says I can lay hands on the sick and they shall be covered, I'm going to believe it. If the Bible says that I'm the head and not the tail, I'm going to walk as I'm the head. I'm not going to walk as I'm beneath. If the Bible says I need to govern my affairs with discretion, I'm going to govern my affairs with discretion. The reason being because that's where wealth, that's where wealth is generated. So if the word says it, I can do it. If the, spirit of, if the word says you shall receive power once the Holy Spirit shall come upon you, I believe I have the power because the spirit of God is in me. See, you think this is a hierarchy where the pastor can do this, but you can't. You got mess in your family, call it out. Get it out of there. You don't need me. Pray over it yourself. You got power in your mouth. What do you think this is? Say, I'm no slouch to the enemy. The enemies and devils run from me. I don't, I don't run from them. Devils run from me. When I come and show up, they flee. I'm not afraid of no enemy coming. What are you going to do? I'm not running from you. What I got to run from you for when the, it, when the scripture says that he's under my feet? When the scripture says all authority on heaven and earth has been given to Jesus and I have the right to use his name, I'm going to use the name of Jesus and I'm going to give you a couple seconds to get that lazy, no good for nothing spirit out of you and I count the three, it better be gone. I'm just saying, I believe what the scripture says. Here's the thing. Let me give you, let me, let me, uh, give me the, uh, the verse right after this. Here's what it says in Proverbs 21, 21. It said, he who finds righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. You see that? If you follow righteousness and mercy, guess what you will find? You will find life. What? Real life. Fulfillment. You see that? Fulfillment. Goodness. I don't want to live unfulfilled. I want to live filled. Righteousness and guess what? Honor. Say honor shall be my portion. Honor should be my portion. Here's the one point I'm going to give you. My message is simply this for tonight. The blessing of the hunger, hungry and thirsty soul. Watch this. There's one verse. There's one point. The hungry and thirsty soul is a filled and sustained soul. That's it. What did Jesus says? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Say this. I will not, lack anything. I will not lack, anything. lack anything. That's what it means to be filled. That means I got everything. Right, Jacozy? I got everything. Right, buddy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. My little man gets it already. I will live a fulfilled life. That means I have everything. I will not lack anything. I will lack anything. Those who walk upright in front of God will not lack any good thing. That's scripture. I believe it. <laughs> Let's go to the verses. I'm going to give you these verses and we're getting out of here, okay? John 6, 35, what it says, and Jesus said 
to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Do you see that? This is the words from Jesus himself. He said it. So if he said it, I'm going to believe it. He is the bread of life. You hungry? Eat from the bread of life, which is Christ Jesus. Because you know why he came? He came that you shall never hunger. The key word is never. Well, I don't know if God is all that I need. That's because you haven't eaten from the bread of life. I don't know because I just want to, you know, try that. But that's cool and all. But I don't even, I don't like reading the Bible because I don't really understand it. I don't really like praying because I don't know how to. Never tried it in a day in your life. I don't really want to do the whole Jesus thing because I know what I like to do. He who comes to me shall never hunger. You'll never go hungry. So you go through all of this stuff and you still leave. Don't you, don't you oh my God, <laughs> show of hands in the room. Has any, of, has any of us been to a nice restaurant and the, the prices were a little high, right? And you got something and you still left not fulfilled, but yet you left mad because of how much money you actually paid for it. Has that happened to any of us in this room before? I cannot stand that. How many of us show of hands were going to a, an event or for a friend? How many of us show of hands were going to an event for a friend and you really didn't eat nothing all day, but you were really hoping that they had something there? And when you got there, you realized the type of food they had and you leave the event mad because you did not leave out with your hunger being fulfilled. Now you extra hungry. It actually upset. That's happened to us at one point, right? Because have you ever been to certain churches and you were going there to get a word from God and you left out of the church with nothing? You still left hungry. So you're living life malnutrition because you don't have enough food. <laughs> That's right, Jacozy. It's pretty funny, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. You know why? Because people really think they can live this life without God. A foolish man will think that just to say that there's no God. You're a fool. The reality is this. The reality of what I'm saying to you is Jesus came so that you will never have to taste that feeling again in your life. We, let me tell you something. Before you came to Christ, you were empty. And you think I'm going to go back to a place where I was not getting no nourishment, no nutrition, 
and go back to that place, the Bible says, then you taste and see that the Lord is good. When you taste and see that, wow, God, this is the best food I ever tasted. Guess what? You keep going back to the very place where you, where you got that hunger from. You want to know why people stay hooked to heroin? Because they're always trying to chase the first high that they ever got. How? What happens is this, ladies and gentlemen. They keep going back to it. They, get junk, they become junkies because they keep going back to it. Here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen. If God fulfilled my desire and my hunger, I'm going to keep going back to the place where my hunger was satisfied. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever found that restaurant that is your go-to restaurant? It's your go-to spot. Why is it your go-to spot? Because you know the food is going to be there, and it's going to be good. Ladies and gentlemen, I will give a sponsorship to my people's Towson Best. The best Chinese food on the planet. I'm going to take you there, Boomy, and you're going to begin to testify, and you're going to say, Pastor B is right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've made a lot of people who were skeptical believers. <laughs> He's a, she's a skeptic. You'll be made a believer. <laughs> Daniel said, I want to be a believer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, going there, I know I'm going to get fulfilled. They know my order when I come into the spot. They already know when I come in the building. My brother and I and my sister, when we come there, is it the same thing, my friend? Yes, it is. Nice to see you, my friend. I haven't seen you in a while, my friend. Same thing. Orange chicken. Shrimp fried rice. I say, yeah. They know my order when I come in. And guess what? It's nice and fresh and hot, ready to be served. They say, enjoy, my friend. I love them dearly. No, it's not free. <laughs> I love them dearly. And, 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 been, and, and been able, because of the food, we've created such a relationship with one another where we talk. I know the owners. Minister Dom has been there. <laughs> they have a long conversation with me at the table because the food is good. So why not keep coming back to Jesus when he's serving up the right food that you'll never hunger? Let's get the last verse and we out of here tonight. Psalm 107 verse 9, for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. So he will satisfy the hungry soul and satisfy a hungry soul with goodness. What is that? Peace, joy. Oh, my God. Peace, joy, righteousness in the Holy Spirit. He will satisfy you with goodness. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the rest of your days. He will satisfy your soul with goodness. That good food. He will satisfy your soul with those things. He will not satisfy your soul with fulfilling your flesh. See, that's what you don't like. You don't like because you want your flesh to be satisfied, huh? That's what you want. That's what you want. You want your flesh. You want that part of you to be satisfied. 
The flesh don't care about any food. It, the flesh will eat anything that it comes across and do not care about the danger that comes along with it. Just saying. My question to you is what you going to do after tonight? You heard this message. There's a blessing for the hunger, hungry and thirsty soul. But will your hunger be quenched or are you just going to allow yourself to miss out on this food, miss out on the spread that's there? Because Jesus is saying, I want to be the only place you come to. You don't need to, you don't need to, if, if you're going to come to a restaurant, take Jesus, that is to be the only place you come to. Don't worry about the red lobsters. Don't worry about the, <laughs> give me some restaurants. Don't worry. TGI Fridays, go, Ruby Tuesdays. What do they call? They call an IHOP, IHUB now. I don't know who that is. They're, they're counterfeits. I don't know. <laughs> Ruth Chris, Margiano's, Chick-fil-A. Now, wait a minute. Chick-fil-A is a part of the kingdom. We can't go there. <laughs> they are part of that food that Jesus. Hey, glory. They are part of that food that Jesus. I stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Come on, put those hands together. Hallelujah. God is a good God tonight. God is a good God. If you don't know Jesus, I offer him to you tonight. I offer you Jesus. I give Jesus to you tonight. Offer him as your as as Lord and Savior and Redeemer to you.